In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I once made a pastoral care visit to a woman who was in the hospital who was gravely ill. And so when I arrived at the hospital and went to her room, I could see that she was not only physically ill, but she was also experiencing depression. And so as we, as we began to talk, she described to me how she has lost her faith and how she believed that God has turned his back on her. In her heart, she believed that God had, was punishing her and giving her all these illnesses because he wanted to have revenge against her for all the bad things she had done in her life. And so I began to explain to her that our God is not a God of vengeance, but instead our God is a God of love. He reaches out his love to all people. There's nothing that we can do that can stop God from loving us. And so as we began to continue our conversation, I could see uh, that she, was, she had a sense of relief about her. And I gave thanks to God that he was able to, that he gave me those words and provided this opportunity for me to extend his love to this woman who was on the verge of being lost. This story, the story of Zacchaeus, is a beautiful illustration for all of us of this principle. Our Lord came into this world not to punish, but to seek and to save the lost. His encounter with, with Jesus is one of the most beloved narratives in the New Testament. Zacchaeus, just his name alone is enough to evoke memories from my childhood. As a child, my Sunday school class would be sitting on the carpet, eating our graham crackers, and singing our little hearts out. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Okay, I'll stop right there. I don't want to, I, I want to have mercy on you guys today. But it's, it's remarkable that after all of these years, I still remember that song. The name Zacchaeus means righteous which is an irony, of course, in this story, because tax collectors were despised in biblical times. And Zacchaeus, as the chief tax collector, was probably the most hated man in all of Jericho. He worked for the Romans, who were the occupying force, and he was regarded as a traitor to his own people. For example, he and his tax collectors could at any time stop someone who was out on the street and tax them on nearly everything in their possession. A cart, for instance, could be taxed for each one of its wheels. It could be the, the animal that pulled it could also be taxed, and for the merchandise that it carried would also have a tax on it. And then he would send his portion that he collected to the Romans, and then whatever was left over, he would keep for himself. And so there was a strong incentive for him to tax as many people as possible, because by doing that, he would gain a great deal of wealth. But in the process of becoming wealthy and doing all these terrible things to people, 
He became a pariah and an outcast and ceremonially unclean. And so people wouldn't even want to step foot into his house because they themselves would become unclean as well. So Jesus is passing through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. And Zacchaeus is curious about him. And he's intrigued by Jesus because he has heard stories of how Jesus has shown acceptance to all sorts of people. To children, to people that were ill, to people on the fringes of society, to sinners, to social outcasts. And so he himself thought to, he probably thought to himself that, well, there's a chance that Jesus would be accepting of me. And so he desperately wanted to see Jesus. He had heard so many great things. Jesus is healing people. He's reconciling people to God. And he's transforming lives. And all of these things Zacchaeus likely desired for himself. But as a crowd begins to form in preparation to view Jesus, Zacchaeus realizes that he is too short to see over the crowd. And I think all of us at one point in our lives can identify with him. I remember when I was a child, we would go to Disneyland and, and just to show my age, we were, I used to love the Main Street Electrical Parade and, and so there were times when I was too short, my mom would pick me up and so I could see over the crowd. But Zacchaeus doesn't even bother to just try to squeeze his way to the front because he knows that people do not like him. They'll probably be throwing elbows at him as he's trying to make his way to the front. And so he just decides that this is not going to work. But he doesn't give up. So instead, he devises a plan that he's going to run ahead and climb a tree, a sycamore tree, and wait for Jesus to come by. And then he could see him. But the, but the thing is, is, the most amazing thing about this is that as Jesus is walking by, not only does Zacchaeus see him, but Jesus sees him as well. And Jesus says to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I want to stay at your house today. And I know Zacchaeus was probably saying to himself, how does the Lord even know my name? And why does he want to be a guest at my house? But he put aside all these questions and came down that tree as quickly as possible. And he welcomed the Lord gladly. This is a beautiful story that continues the theme that we have seen over these last couple of Sundays. In which the Lord is showing examples of how things that are lost are recovered by him. As we saw in, in the story of the woman who lost a coin, a gold, precious gold coin, she sweeps every part of her house until she finds it. And then she is so happy after she finds it. Then we have the story of, of, the, of, the, <coughs> of the tax collector and, 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 and the, um, I'm sorry, the tax collector and the Pharisee. And in that story, the Pharisee is, is so arrogant, and he's 
proud of himself and he says to God, thank you for not making me like this terrible person here. But the tax collector has his head bowed down and he is so humble in that moment. And that is example of a person who is coming to God even though they have such sin. But God welcomes them with open arms. And it is the tax collector who goes home happy and rejoicing. It is surprising that our Lord cho chooses Zacchaeus in this story. Zacchaeus is such a sinner, such a terrible person. People look down upon him. But this continues a theme that is found throughout the scriptures. Jesus, when, as, as he sees P, um, Paul on the road to Damascus, he stops him in his tracks as he's going to arrest Christians. And he speaks to him and says, why are you oppressing me? And he chooses Paul to be the one that would be the, the evangelist to the Gentiles. And then we have Peter. Peter is, has all sorts of faults. At one moment, he's very faithful to God. And at other moments, he lacks faith. But Jesus chooses him to be the rock on whom he would build his church. And it is these stories that the people in that town of Jericho fail to understand. This is why they're so angry that the Lord has chosen to stay at the home of this notorious sinner in their eyes. They fail to see that the Lord has come to save Zacchaeus and to show them that he's, his arms are always open to receive those who are willing to accept his invitation, to accept his forgiveness. It is truly remarkable as Zacchaeus comes down from that tree that his life is completely transformed. He immediately says that he will give half of everything that he owns to the poor. And he will also pay back all the people that he has robbed Four times would he has robbed them. Zacchaeus is a completely changed man. And he has experienced the presence of God in his life now. And he knows that he is no longer to cheat others. But instead he is to go out and to find those in need. And to give. He's no longer one who takes but he is to give generously to everyone who is in need. As the theologian Paul Schur says about this story, this meeting with Jesus redeemed Zacchaeus' past, it transformed his present, and it redirected his future. The power of God's grace genuinely changed this human being. This is what God wants for each one of us. As we approach All Saints Day, I encourage all of you to come down out of that tree and accept the Lord's call for relationship. I want you to put aside all of the doubts, all of the worries that you may have. I know all of us are busy. We don't like to change. But this is the change that we truly need in our life. We need to accept God's call for transformation. 
And so this day I encourage all of you that our Lord came into this world to seek and to save the lost. And he invites each one of you to come down from that tree and to be transformed by him. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.